the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by West Automotive Group. The West Automotive Group presents Auto Talk Radio with host Brian Bowersock and co-host Kevin Bowersock. Today's show is brought to you by West Escondido, West El Cajon, West Kearney Mesa, and West Miramar Automotive and Transmission. All part of the West Automotive Group. Get your automotive questions answered. Call Brian and Kevin at 1-888-344-1170. That's 1-888-344-1170. Now, here's your Auto Talk host, Brian Bowersock. All right, folks, welcome to Auto Talk Radio. I'm your host, Brian Bowers. I just realized there's a mic way up in the air right here. Was somebody standing up talking? No, uh, well, uh, to get you guys like in and out, the garden guy decided to stand up so he can uh, quickly unplug his computer and he can leave. Oh. So, you know, that's I, I was just thinking be... I, I could stand up and do the you show. You can I if guess. you want to. Yeah, oh, yeah. I can do Yeah. Uh, I, I'm I sure know... Dave's up and down the whole time he's in here when he's in stalls when he's in the studio, right? Not particularly, no. He'll push away the mic when he's not talking because uh, he doesn't want to interrupt his calling guests who have. Like certain topics to finish. Oh, and gotcha. Stuff like that. But gotcha. otherwise, you know, for the most part, he actually sits down. I'm trying to think of one person who stood up. It would have been uh, one of Bob Siegel's guests. Oh, and really? And he was um, he, he was doing some kind of metaphor for standing for the American flag, sort of thing. Oh, gotcha. Uh, uh, that's the only time I've ever seen anyone stand up during the shows and everything. So, well, I just uh, I I know I know sometimes. Uh, Folks have bad backs, and it's better for some people to stand than it is to to oh. sit. So I didn't know if you had somebody with a that was broken. As far as <laughs> Dave Stahl's broken, <laughs> yeah, Dave no. Stahl's not broken. Well, maybe in oh, I've known him a long time. He's pretty broken. <laughs> Dave, sorry, <laughs> and he's he's getting up there in in the years too. He's rolling that direction. He remembers when the uh, Dead Sea was alive. I'm just joking. Okay. <laughs> Hopefully Dave's not listening. Nah, he's live on uh, on TV right now, so he's never listening this morning. But, you know, all good, Dave. Sorry, we do love you. It's all good. All good. All right, folks. Thanks for tuning in to Auto Talk Radio this morning now that we've talked about Dave. And and as you heard the news, uh, Tesla's got a major recall going on with, well, just 386,000 vehicles, you know. Uh, you never you never want to put yourself your car on autopilot and it speeds up as it comes to a red light and decides to keep going or something. You don't want that. That well, I wouldn't. Want, I, well, yeah. You uh, you know how how's that joke go? Uh, I want to um, die peacefully in my sleep like my grandpa did. Is his like car exited thing? Not like that. Not like all the other people screaming in the backseat of the car. Yeah. So you know one one of those things. But uh, yeah, no. Uh, so if you have a Tesla. You get you. You're in the recall. Make sure you get your vehicle in. Very important. Just like all the recalls on everything else. And obviously, it's not only Tesla. We've been through multiple recalls with all kinds of vehicles for some fun stuff, for sure. So, um, yep, get it in. Or maybe not use autopilot right now. Just a thought. You know, don't want to run over anybody in the crosswalk or anything. Some terrible stuff will happen there. So, um, but there are. Uh, those safety recalls are important for sure. Anything else automotive related, jump on one 888 That's 888 this morning as we're talking about uh, one of the big things. Poor car maintenance could wreck your wallet. That's for sure. Um, I was just uh, having a conversation. I did a conference call. I talked with AAA a lot and stuff because all our facilities are AAA approved. And we were just talking about uh, um, the statistics that... Uh, Typically, the average car repair bill when you drive a car in is $300 less than the average car repair bill if you have to tow your car in. So, and usually uh, most cars being towed in, um, like 70% of those are because somebody didn't pay attention to something that was going wrong with the car and they drove it until it broke. So, we call that good and broke. That's what we call it. So, well, then you also have to pay the tow 
Well, that's yeah, yeah. So, but that's not even included in the car bill. They just say on average that that uh, um, it's more expensive um, per their data, which I thought was interesting. I like data; it's fun stuff. Yeah, but I mean, if your car is so broken that you can't even get it to a shop, then you broke it good. You've done some good work of destroying your vehicle. <laughs> well, some things do break too, right. without indication. Right. I mean, I've, I we have transmissions towed in all the time, and they they seem to be driving just fine, and boom. So that's called a hard break, but but a lot of times there are warning signs, and obviously uh, avoiding the warning signs. And we've talked about this before with cars. You bring even when you drive your car in, omitting things that you've noticed does not make the car repair cheaper. That's for sure, or but make them go away. Yeah, for some people, it just seems like they they think like, oh, I don't think I don't even know that they do it consciously. I just I just. They just omit things that are going on with the car. You know, like we go to diagnose and we're like, oh, well, this is going on. Oh, yeah. You know what? I noticed that, you know, like, mm-hmm. so I, I don't think they do it consciously, but it is what it is. And uh, um, it doesn't help make it cheaper, though. That's for sure. So all the information is good to get to the bottom of it, figure out what the heck is wrong with it without question, um, because uh, well, that's the only way she gets fixed. Right, Brandon? Correct the mundo. Uh, correct mundo. He loves to say that. That's, that's my favorite thing. So, did you hear uh, the catalytic converter news this week? We had a couple of stories that were quite interesting. No, spew them out. Uh, number one, someone stole the Oscar Minor Wiener Mobile oh, catalytic converter. Yeah, yeah, I saw a posting that said nobody's catalytic converter is safe, and they stole the catalytic converter off the Oscar Wiener. Do you know Mobile. who's offering to pay to replace it for them? Who? Peta. I'm not. Ki- I'm not kidding you. This is an actual <laughs> thing. Peta's actually offering Oscar Minor Wiener. Hey, we'll pay for your catalytic converter so you can fix the car. Do they have to start making hot dogs out of tofu or something? I don't know. Or? I have no clue. I, I just I just read the headline. They do know morning. hot dogs are made out of meat, right? I know. And, and aren't right? they against butchering animals? Yeah, like uh, they had this whole commercial about how a turducken is the worst thing in the whole world, which I never had in my life. What's a turducken? It's you know what a, a is? chicken. It's stuffed inside a duck, and that duck is then stuffed inside a turkey. So it's a turducken. Well, I can tell you this. I've never had one, but now I know what one is. That's I don't want a traducan. It sounds foul to me. Oh. oh. Uh, <laughs> there uh, you go. Bodie, where are you when we need Yeah, I, where's Bodie when we need another dad joke? Uh, there was also another story where a guy was trying to steal a catalytic converter, and uh, he got run over by the car in the process. I've yeah, seen a few of those. So that, that the best one was uh, I, I was uh, – and I uh, – sorry that somebody – but I mean, if you're doing – doing bad things Shady bad things bad things happen to you so i'm just going to spew this out no in la uh, orange county there was a guy in a uh, parking lot out where it was like in a little industrial strip mall so nobody was there and it was like on a sunday or something and he jacked his car up and he was cutting the catalytic converter off of it the jack fell crushed him and crushed him and he killed him okay but that's not the worst part so a guy shows up on Monday morning, come to work and sees a guy and like uh, calls the police, of course, and the paramedics and all that. But the newscaster's there. She's talking. She's like, she's like, they're not sure if there was a second guy because his shoes are off of him. Well, you know why his <laughs> shoes are off of him? Because he kicked so hard trying to get out from why he was dying, trying to get out from underneath that car. He kicked his shoes he off. He kicked his shoes off is what happened. But she thought like somebody was trying to pull on him, pulled his shoes off. Yeah. You know, it's not what happened. He he pan- he. Well, he was dying, so well, he weren't there. Any there was. Shoes in the like, area then his okay. shoes yeah they oh, were okay, but they good. were laying away uh, ways that oh, he kicked why. his shoes off okay, gotcha. and she just said it looks like there may have been a second person with him because they pulled his shoes off well they didn't pull his shoes off no that's, sally that's not what happened he, he died a painful death and kicked his shoes off <laughs> and i tell you what if you're going to steal somebody's catalytic converter and a car falls on you yeah, i guess you know, you, karma I, that's exactly what i was going to say you kind of get what's coming to you i guess um so we, we have a new law in California that goes with that, that uh, now so all recyclers have to, um, we have to sign when we sell our recycled catalytic converters to them so that they have documentation for them. Because if you get pulled over no documentation, you go straight to jail now. So for that, we were talking place. about this last year that they needed to enforce something on these recyclable places because there's so many shady ones. Well, they have the, the law. Area. I'm just not sure how much they're enforcing. I mean, you'd have to get pulled over. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay, so before. Gotcha. But the reason they did this, uh, um, they were pulling people over and they've had like 25 catalytic converters in the back of their truck. They're like, where did these all come from? Oh, I, I'm a I'm a recycler. Well, now you have to have a license to do that. And proper documentation. And proper documentation to show where each catalytic converter came from. 
So, and AAA started a new program where um, we were etching. You could get your 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 uh, uh, VIN number etched into your catalytic converter. That way, they would know where it came from, there as far as that go, or license plate or whatever. So, yeah, they're they're trying to uh, right trying to uh, uh, diminish the thefts, but we'll see. You know, the whole thing is they come up with something where there's a will, there's a way. So criminals always come up with something new to to uh, get around these kind of things. Loophole. Uh, uh, well, yeah, yeah. Somehow they're just <laughs> doing their thing. So I guess, but uh, you know, it's not nice to steal something. Cats are expensive. We we have a commercial vehicle in right now. It's going to be like five grand to put the cat. They they cut the. It was a four cat vehicle, <laughs> mm. and they they cut the white pipe and everything out of it. Everything's gone. So they they took everything from the manifold all the way back. They cut they cut four inches from the manifold. They whack whack. Really? Yeah. And of course, it was in a, in a commercial area, so it was right. done on a weekend. Nobody around, you know. So right. the the thing I I get don't get is in a neighborhood like. I distinctly know what a sawzall sounds like when mm-hmm. it's hitting metal. Right, right. And in a in a neighborhood, you know, at two o'clock in the morning, when you jack up, it's going to wake everyone up. You would think, but they don't. Right. They get they get away with them. They've been stealing them for forever, you know. And they're fast at it. I mean, they can do it in three minutes or so. Right. But so that's pretty quick, you know. Better have a good blade on your sawzall, not no broken teeth if right. you're going to steal them. But just crazy stuff, you know. I I don't know. I think you could put your time into something way more productive. Well, Don's, uh, he's got a 2002 Sequoia, and somebody stole all three of his, uh-huh. so he had to get it all replaced. And we were making the, the joke because I had to replace mine. He goes, yeah, the insurance company covered mine because they took them all three, and it was like over so five yeah, grand. Yeah, people cutting theirs off when it's bad and <laughs> just saying, oh, yeah. my cat got stolen. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. his actually did because it's, yeah. it's not a vehicle he drives every day. So, Well, and the thing about those is you don't have to jack them up. Trucks yeah, yeah. are more susceptible. Right. Yeah, people you can just slide under them. You know, the Prius you got to j- slightly jack it up to get. It's just a good good place where those are at, and and they pay good for them. Uh, recyclers do, but uh, so now they have another problem because to to sell these to obviously there's always somebody out there buying stuff that's not supposed to you know, knows it's illegal and does it. But uh, all the recycling yards, if you take those into a recycling yard, they take your driver's license and all that stuff. Plus, they hold your money for three days. You can't have your money for three days. That's what they do now. That's part of the new law. So all these things put in place do help reduce the amount of cats being stolen. Right. We're not saying when this first started, we were we were having Priuses towed in left and right. They were always towing in Priuses and and so uh, the insurance companies bought it. And the one thing that insurance companies that I, I never understand, when we started this, there there are uh, things called cat shields um, and, and cat cables now. And you can put them on and, and they're they're very, you can't, you couldn't cut them off. So then, and the cat shields are hard to get off. So if somebody was to come across a Prius with one of those on it, they just move on to the next one because mm-hmm. it's just not, not worth the trouble. Right? They're, they're kind of like, you know how you put, uh, um, they use tamper-proof screws for things. Yeah, That's yeah. what we use to put them on. Right. So it would take you a long time to get it. It just right. you just move on to a different Prius. But what I didn't understand is insurance companies because we I met uh, several people that um, came had a cat stolen, replaced it, came back again with a cat. So, I mean, like it's an ongoing thing, right. right? But the thing was that the the insurance company wouldn't pay for the cat shield, and the cat shield's like two hundred fifty bucks installed. I mean, it's like nothing, you know, compared to a, a Prius cat, which is a couple thousand dollars. Right. But they insurance companies won't pay for anything added on to a vehicle, only original equipment. So therefore, they, they didn't have saved themselves like, money in the long run. In the long run, it would have been a great idea. Hey, you know what? We'll we'll, we'll if you have a car like that, we will uh, um, um, insure and cover your cat one time. But you have to put on a cat shield. You know or if you're it, having a car yeah. that is susceptible to getting it stolen frequently. Yeah, we'll pay to have a cat shield put on your yeah, car. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We'll, we'll replace a cat and a cat shield. But they work on odds of, is your cat going to get stolen? So what I would do is, if it's a person that got their cat stolen and you had to pay to replace it, I'd also pay to have a cat shield installed if I was an insurance yeah. company. That way you prevent it being stolen again. Or just sell your Prius. Because that, or yeah, yeah, but that car is, yeah, you could do that. But that car is obviously parked in a place that's susceptible regularly to right. the cat being stolen. Not everybody. I mean, if you have a Prius and you park it in your garage, you're probably could. not going to lose the cat right. list off of it. Probably, hopefully not. That's, yeah. They're getting really brazen if they're opening your garage going in and stealing your cat. Right. So, anyway. Oh, look. It's Bodie. What up, yeah. Bodie? 
<laughs> Good morning. Good morning. What's happening? Uh, I caught your jokes. <laughs> <laughs> you did. <laughs> yeah, the foul, the foul joke. <laughs> <laughs> the foul joke? Now I even forget what that was. Uh, the traducan. Oh, a traducan. That's what it is. Yeah. Traducan, yeah. I've heard that word before. I never knew what it was, but anyway. Yeah. Well, you, you know. Uh, is it good? It was, 20- it was a good joke. Oh, no. I I wanted <laughs> I want to know if the traducan was good. <laughs> oh, oh, I've never had one. <laughs> Me neither. I don't know. Brandon, have you had a traducan? No, it doesn't sound interesting oh. to me in the slightest. Have you had a traducan, no. Drew? I've had chicken, I've had turkey, and I have not had duck yet. Yeah. Oh, so. you mean cooked that way you've had it? Yeah, no, I'm just saying. I, oh, I've eaten all those things. Right. Yeah, but I, but I not, thought I thought a traducan is no. when you put them all together and cook them at once. Yeah, it's usually like oh. a Thanksgiving thing. Oh, yeah, I'm not traducan anything. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm more traditional, not traducan. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> what are you doing, Bodie? What's up? I'm, I'm sitting in my car having a hot cocoa listening to you guys. No, just, so, uh, I'm sorry. Back, <laughs> back, in, back in Buffalo, New York, you had the department store that was called Hens and Kelly's. That was the two last names of the people that owned it. Uh-huh. So the joke was, uh, why did the chicken cross Main Street? <laughs> to, to see the Hens in Kelly's window. Ah, there you go. <laughs> 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 and there is the joke of the hour. Yeah. And then uh, the next one is you, you do this and it's got to have a pause. You go, you say to someone, you lean in conspiratorially, you go, hey, you know how you keep a turkey in suspense? And they go, how? And you go, I'll tell you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a good one. That's a great dad joke, actually. It's perfect. Yeah, it's a great dad joke. And then the, the other one is... Uh, yeah, there's a turkey and a couple of turkeys in the, in the, the farmer's wife's uh, kitchen, and they're looking at the calendar and they go, "Oh, Mrs. Farmer, uh, how come uh, how come after my name all the days are blank after Thanksgiving?" <laughs> What's the answer? Yeah, I, I missed something. Yeah, <laughs> I missed I, something. I messed it up. <laughs> I messed it up. So, that's a joke. <laughs> Thanks, Bodie. <laughs> so here's one for you. You know what the tallest buildings in the world are? For some reason, I think I've heard this, but no, I don't remember. I, I, I may have mentioned, yeah, the tallest buildings in the world are libraries. Oh, that's right. Because, yeah, because they have hundreds of stories. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's a good one. I like that one. That one's a good one. I was like, I know I've heard this before. I remember so saying that one recently. Brendan's writing all these down for when he's a dad. <laughs> yeah, right. Because he's going to be a dad soon, just so you know. I told Bodie last week uh, that uh, for a Secret Santa gift at my workplace, someone got me a, a book full of dad jokes. So I've been reading it like crazy. I bet. And you know what we saw also? I saw on, on Facebook your gender reveal and you're having a baby boy. That's right. Yes. I saw Thank that. you. Thank you. Congratulations. So there will be another Brendan in the world. So watch I'll, out, world! I'll, 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 <laughs> watch out, world! I'll always have a producer. He, he he can come and cover when Brendan's not working. No. All right, Bodie. Well, good to hear from you, my friend. All right, uh, I'll call you during the week about our other discussion. Yeah, I was going to say. You know what? I was going to tell you either that or give Brendan your phone number because I don't know where I put it when I talked to you the other day. So yeah, just okay. give me a call and leave it on my voicemail, would you? I'll leave it with Brendan. You and, got, and, and I'll call. I'll back it up with a number from the shop. You got it. Oh, I was going to say, Bodie, I, I have your number already, so I'll, I'll write it down for him okay. and uh, give, give it to him for sure. All right. Thank you. And I'll talk to you soon. Uh, and, and then I got a question for Brendan after you hang up. Okay. You got it. Hey, have a good Be one. Well. Take care. Bye. Ciao. Bye. All right. Good stuff for sure. Uh, he'll be asking Brendan a question, I'm sure. He has great questions and great dad jokes, so yes. you can trade them with him for sure. We've been uh, uh, honestly off the air. We've been doing that a lot. To be I'm honest. sure you have. <laughs> I'm sure you have. All right, folks. One eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. That's eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. Anything automotive related, we're happy to talk to you about. We're going to take our first break, and we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening listening to Auto Talk Radio on the Answer San Diego eleven seventy and ninety six point one FM. Be right back.
There's more Auto Talk education and empowerment on the way here on Auto Talk Radio. Get on the line and get your automotive questions answered by the Auto Man here on Auto Talk Radio. Brian Bowersock, 888-344-1170. Now, here's more Auto Talk with Brian Bowersock. All right, folks. Brandon, the phone's ringing. Oh, he sees it. He's ignoring it. (laughs) Somebody he doesn't want to talk to? No. He's just busy. He's talking on the other line, so he can only talk on one phone at a time. That's unheard of. Well, there's only one phone in there. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. So, makes it difficult. All right, folks. Welcome back to Auto Talk Radio. I do want to remind you, Auto Talk Radio is brought to you by the West Automotive Group, which consists of West Escondido Automotive and Transmission up at 2200 Auto Parkway in Escondido. AAA approved and star certified going on 30 years up there and uh, taking care of folks in North County, along with West El Cajon Automotive and Transmission out at 844 North Johnson Avenue in El Cajon. AAA approved, taking care of folks out in East County now for uh, over 10 years. And West Kearney Mesa Automotive and Transmission, 8027 Balboa Avenue right in Central San Diego. AAA approved and smog certified, taking care of folks over there for coming up on six years. And West Miramar Automotive and Transmission, 5726 Miramar Road and Eastgate Mall. AAA approved and star certified for smog. Taking care of folks over there for coming up on four years now. All of us at the West Automotive Group, me and myself employees, come together to bring you Auto Talk Radio for one simple reason. We all believe in the same philosophy, and that is we never put money ahead of people. Stop in to have your vehicle service repair and find out what quality automotive service repair is all about for sure. Um, and the West Automotive Group, we're also proud to offer six months no interest for your vehicle service and repair needs. Ask one of the managers or one of my riders taking great care of you um, about that, and you can get a card, and uh, you can use it any time. It's not a one-time thing, so it helps keep your other cards free. And also, hey, who doesn't like six months of uh, breaking things up to, to, to ease the, the pain of the cost of repair and service? So it's a good way to go, and it doesn't cost you any interest, so great stuff. Um, you can jump on westautomotivegroup.com and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, where we put out little tips all week long and good stuff like that. So, uh, jump on there. That's westautomotivegroup.com. You can also see all about us. You can make appointments, um, and get your vehicle in and and looked at. So, uh, westautomotivegroup.com. You can also, uh, um, get your vehicle in for, uh, if you're having a drivability problem, uh, as you'll often hear me say the best money spent is with a qualified technician on a quality diagnosis because we see all too many cars come in with transmission concerns or what they think is or drivability concerns that somebody somewhere has thrown parts at the vehicle. That becomes very expensive. Get it diagnosed right, get it fixed right the first time, and you save yourself a lot of money. We also offer uh, uh, rental vehicles are available at all locations through a partner of ours, and we also uh, have uh, shuttle vehicles that will run you to or from work or home when you drop off or need to pick up your vehicle. So that's westautomotorgroup.com. You can call us today at 1-888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170, anything automotive-related. Or you can email me at autotalk at westautomotorgroup.com. So good stuff. So your light's off on your car now. You're checking the light? Yeah. No, that's a good thing. We don't, we don't want to drive around with that thing staring. And, and folks, I see this too. Putting a piece of black tape over the light on on the on the instrument cluster that, that the, that's not tr- no it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't work and you also still fail smog because we can see the piece of tape okay no you can't oh it's yes invisible. we can and also we plug Magic. into the car and it reads it and it goes fails on its own yep. smog's gotten really good these days so it's all good all right let's grab alan real quick good morning alan morning brian how are you doing my friend doing good doing good uh when you guys started talking about catalytic converters that set off a whole sequence for me um Ours got, on uh, a 2005 Prius, ours got stolen in uh, June of 2020. And the yeah. pandemic and everything was going on. It was just kind of a downer. And the car's in, in beautiful shape. Uh, I keep it covered even though it's outside. But um came out one morning and started it, and oh, my gosh, it's done like a tractor. You, you, you know right away, don't you? <laughs> oh, yes, yes. And um, anyway, so we, we had it towed out to the Toyota dealer in El Cajon. Mm-hmm. And... Um, uh, they they did did the whole thing. They found a converter for it and uh, put it in and had a, uh, had a cap shield put on. 
and it's it's been running fine, no problems. But those cat shields are such a racket um, as far as noise, um, and they and it's still it's still noisy. And last time we had it in for service. Uh, they tighten it up a little bit, and it proved it some, but it, they're still rattling. If it's rattling, they they that something's wrong because it's probably touching something it shouldn't. Because that shield on that Prius actually mounts to the subframe, and it does right. not touch the engine or the catalyst or anything like that. So it, something's not right. Yeah, it should have because we so. we've installed we do the same thing. We've we've replaced multiple stolen catalytic converters on those, and we always recommend a cat shield because. Obviously, it saves you um, not not only just because the insurance company will pay for a cat doesn't make it any less of a hassle because you have to deal with you can't drive your car. And then those cats came on back order because there were so many of them stolen and stuff like that. But the cat shield should not be rattling on that vehicle. Yeah, I just wonder, though, it it may not be um, uh, noise transmitted to the shield from the engine. But I wonder if it's maybe associated with road noise. We were driving on 15 the other day, and uh, Interstate 15, mm-hmm. and it was just it was like a certain f- a combination, and the thing was just rattling constantly. And my wife said, "Is that thing running right?" And I said, "Yeah, it's just it's the shield." And uh, so I'm I'm wondering. Um, well, let, let me make another comment. We have a guy at our church that uh, used to own a bu- uh, mu- uh, muffler shop over in San Diego. Mm-hmm. And I talked to him about it. He said we were replacing 10 of those a week. And he said uh, it got to a point where we bought, we bought some cheap metal equipment to work with those cat shields. Yeah. Finally, we would get it. Um, it's like if there's if there's just a flat open space, it seems like it's just like resonant frequency that gets generated somehow. Well, uh, it could, I, but most of them, like I said, you have to move them around and get them seated just right. I mean, there is a technique to installing them for sure, just like your friend said, um, that's it, the muffler shop guy. So, and if, if whoever uh, installed it at the uh, dealer didn't take the time to get that seated and set right when they were installing it, it could make a vibrational noise at certain road speeds and things like that. So. Yeah, it just needs a good – somebody needs to put a good eye on it and make sure it's put in right. Because the ones that uh, we do and road test, we, I've never – we don't have any problems with noise on them. And we put a ton of those things on. So um, I, I don't know. Unless they – now, there was some different suppliers for them also. So it depends on who uh, uh, you were getting them from, I, I presume, could, could be different when the quality of metal, et cetera, which could cause some noise too. So I don't know, but the ones we were putting on were the original Cat Shields. That was the name of them, the guy that designed them. So um, they're pretty good quality, and we didn't have any noise problems with them if they're installed right. Yeah, the, the guys in the, in the shop uh, took photos of it so I could see it because they won't take you out in the shop because yeah. of reliability issues and all that. So mm-hmm. anyway, it looks like it's stainless steel. It looks like it's it's pretty good quality thing. Gotcha. But I'm just wondering if um, it wouldn't be smart for them to go back to the manufacturer of the shield and find out if there are any uh, certain techniques um, that they recommend, or some something like bracing they add to the shield. Yeah, well, I haven't seen any bracing that they add to them. Like I said, we've installed a lot of them, but uh, um, I don't know. I mean, I I still think something's not right as far as, far as the installation. It almost has to be. So um, you might might go back to them, have them put a good eye on it since they installed it, and say, "Hey, look, man, this thing makes noise because it shouldn't." I'm telling you now, all the ones we we don't get any complaints like that on all the ones we installed, and we've driven a ton of them without any noise. So, yeah, maybe it's just maybe it's just more frustrating because those those uh, Priuses are beautiful cars, and you can you can tell when the engine starts, but I mean they're noiseless. It's until the engine starts. It's Correct. Just, uh, you know, when you have a, a nice car and you try to take care of it and everything, it's just so frustrating. Absolutely. But anyway, so your suggestion is to just keep taking it back until they get it fixed? Um, yeah, I would. I mean, as far as, or, you know, just go and, you know, like I said, we fix a lot of those, so we can't, if, if they can't get it fixed for you. But I'd go back and give them the opportunity to make it right. Tell them, hey, this thing makes noise for sure, and yeah. it needs to get addressed. So you, you always should give them the opportunity to, to fix it. Okay, good. I'll do that. Thanks for the suggestion. You got it, Alan. Great to talk right. to you as like, always. Like your show. Talk to you later. Have a great weekend. Take care. You too. Oh, bye. bye. Yeah, that can be annoying. I I wouldn't want anything rattling on my vehicle at all. So, um, not good stuff. Not good stuff at all. Um, <clears throat> uh oh, we're past the bottom of the hour, huh? 
Brendan's waving at me. Huh? Yeah. The only time it becomes important is you're, when he says in, when he says two minutes and yells at me. That's the only time, yeah. yeah. I have, otherwise, you could do a commercial whenever you want. Whenever I want. Yeah, you're in control of your own show. <laughs> All right, folks, we're going to take our last break here, but give us a call, 1-888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. You're listening to Auto Talk Radio on The Answer San Diego. 1170 AM and 96.1. We'll be right back after these messages. There's more Auto Talk education and empowerment on the way here on Auto Talk Radio. Get on the line and get your automotive questions answered by the Auto Man here on Auto Talk Radio. Brian Bowersock, 888-344-1170. Now, here's more Auto Talk with Brian Bowersock. All right, folks, welcome back to Auto Talk Radio, and we're just talking about all things cars. As we were hitting on a little bit, you know, poor car maintenance could wreck your wallet for sure. That it can. Really important stuff, yeah. Not doing it right, not fun. You know. Well, it's just preventive maintenance will save you a lot of money in the long run. That's how I drove my truck 400,000 miles. Right. I'm also never never towed it in anywhere in all that 400,000 miles, so. But I pay I pay attention to my vehicle. When right. it starts to do something, I'm like, oh, got to take care of that. So, which would be fitting for somebody who does automotive. You'd think. Yeah, I also never. You know, one of the things I never wanted to be because that truck had uh, West Automotive Group uh, um, um, decal on it uh, across the bed. Yeah, the yeah. back side, all the the fleet sides of it, and. <laughs> So I was like, it'd never be good to be stuck alongside the road with your advertising <laughs> or be on a tow truck. That's yeah, not right. what you want. So, yeah, no, that that truck never let me down. Part yeah. of it. But I also, like I said, paid attention. I drove it. I drove it. Uh, there was the original motor in that thing. Yeah. Only thing I did to the motor ever was uh, I actually did head gaskets on it because the fame and, and timing chains at like 220,000 miles because uh, – um, Chains were fine and all that. Guides were worn quite a bit, but uh, um, that those metal head gaskets on the uh, passenger side, right head, start to leak at the back, leak oil, mm. start to seep oil. So, did head gaskets for that. Yeah, but after two hundred thousand miles, that's still pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the only time. Uh, so, did head gaskets on that, and uh, um, and put all new timing change. Of course, on uh, you're there, you got to take it off. So, might as well do it. Yeah, yeah. And because after two hundred thousand miles, the plastic guides uh, for the chains were quite almost worn through so it was time uh but uh other than that the insides of the motor went a long way so that truck went a long way and it's still probably driving i don't know sold it to a guy in missouri he flew out here and drove it home nice so yeah and if you take care of your car you yeah. get the v- money out of it i oh, sold yeah. it i drove that car for uh well i bought it with seventy thousand miles on it and so i drove it three hundred thirty thousand miles and uh i sold it for two thousand dollars less than what i bought it for that's a pretty good return <laughs> That's investment. That's a good R- ROI there, yeah. man. It's I, better than the stock market. Yeah, I bought my truck with 38,000 miles on it, and I've put 180,000 miles mm-hmm. on it myself mm-hmm. You know, over the course of, I don't know, 18 years. Well, there's a whole show I do that if you drive every car you buy a minimum of 200,000 miles, in a lifetime you will save $300,000 versus... If you go out every five years and buy a new car, right? Yeah, which people do a lot, I have a or used to. Doing. I don't think people do it as much anymore. No, I, I have a buddy of mine who changes out his cars every two to three years, yeah. and he's been doing it for the last twenty years. So he's he's wasted a lot of money, to be honest yeah. with you. And but I, you know, maybe he's one that has the money too to waste. No, so. he doesn't. Oh, then he should stop doing that. He should stop doing he, that. He and by the time his lifetime's up, he could well not here. You couldn't, but he could have bought a house. I was going to say, mm-hmm. but not not here. You yeah. could put a put a heck of a down payment on a house yeah. though. <laughs> yeah, three hundred grand. I, 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 I would. I'd take three hundred grand if somebody's giving it to me. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, mean, I haven't had a car payment in ten, twelve years. It's very refreshing. Oh yeah, yeah. Trust me, car. Yeah, so it's good stuff. All right, folks. I uh, want to remind you also the show is brought to you by Interstate Batteries, Battery for Every Need. They are the highest quality batteries out there. We don't stock nor sell any other automotive related battery at the West Automotive Group for one simple reason. It's the number one technician recommended battery worldwide. Um, if you need an interstate battery uh, or you need a battery for your vehicle, I should say, jump on westautomotivegroup.com and get in, make an appointment, and we'll get you an interstate installed for sure. 
If you need a battery for any other need, uh, check out uh, Interstate Batteries at their storefronts, 9345 Cabot Drive in Miramar or La Mesa at 70th and University. Interstate Battery, they truly have a battery for every... If you got a battery for in something, they have that battery, I guarantee you. It's... Uh, They've supplied me with every battery I've ever need, from everything to the little alarm, alarm batteries to everything else. So, all good. All right, let's see uh, what Jasper's got going on. Good, good morning, Jasper. Are you there, sir? Sorry, can you guys hear me? I can hear you now. Yes, sir. Okay, great. Um, yeah, um, my question was regarding uh, direct injection that you guys were talking about a couple weekends ago. Okay. However, um, when you, what you were talking about right now, it just uh, brought to mind because uh, uh, I would listen periodically to this show, uh, man, for many years, probably since the mid to early 2000s. Um, oh, thank you. Didn't you, didn't you once have a, uh, I'm not sure if it's the same people here but didn't you once have a uh, mazda pickup and if so was that was that a b2200 um i i didn't have a mazda pickup truck but the mazda pickup trucks if you're talking about in the later years of them were ford rangers i've owned a bunch of ford rangers but uh yeah no i i once saw uh one uh the the old b2200 mm-hmm. oh the old I style mean, the one. rangers yeah the ranger was super reliable but the b2200 was extremely reliable you you rarely see them anymore but just just thought uh i thought that i had heard that over the years that uh that yeah. you had a mazda pickup um i had a ford courier which was kind oh, okay. of the same. That was a Mazda, I believe. Yeah, the, so, the, so yeah, I had one. And so Mazda and Ford did this thing together, like in the beginning. Yeah, so and the the Mazda and the Ford Courier were the same truck. Right. But just as the Ford Ranger uh, later on, then uh, Mazda started using the Ford Ranger as right. as their truck. You know, and it was just right. uh, so. Yeah, they share. But the funny thing about those is it they they were all really good quality trucks you're right without question right, right. so yeah, yeah not, that, that, go ahead that is one thing that will never unfortunately will never see return to the u.s market as a mini truck it doesn't seem like that'll ever happen again well but, uh, I, I, yeah I it, yeah even i i drive a brand new ford ranger right now that, but it uh um they're Much definitely larger, big. They're nice. Yeah, they're they're not as big as an old F one fifty, but they're a little bit less the size of one. They're so pretty close. They're getting close. Yeah, they are. They are. Right. So, um, but uh, um, yeah. Yeah. So the question about the direct injection was um, because you mentioned uh, a couple weekends ago that um, you know that they're more efficient, but that they also produce less uh, pollution. But I had read now this was back maybe more about 10 years ago when they mm-hmm. first started hitting the market more regularly. Um, like Hyundai was one of the first, like, uh, you know, uh, makes that you can get direct injected. Price. Mm-hmm. Right. But um, I had read that the first couple of seconds that they start up, that they produce high amounts of pollution compared to a uh, multi-point injection. Correct. And that's why now, most of those vehicles, um, which for drivability, but also for that reason, um, they, they uh, the dual, yeah, they have dual port injection. injection on them also. Yeah, correct. Right. Because they also were higher uh, emissions at, at idle, too. They didn't run as well um, when it's just oh, direct ejected, a higher emission gotcha. idle. So that's why they, they've combined it now. And I tell you what, the drivability, the power, and, and the emission reduction is is pretty great on them. So. Okay, so so do all do all um, manufacturers that offer uh, direct injected vehicles are they are they mostly all doing the dual injection setup now? Uh, mostly, yes. Now I can't I but can't I know, say that I know all. Toyota does. Yeah, uh, and I and and I think Mazda does also. But um, correct, yeah, but it's becoming more. It's, it's it sounds like it's becoming very, more common. Very common, yeah. Again, and everybody obviously didn't uh, do it all the same year, as you know. So, um, of course. But uh, yeah, it's definitely becoming uh, more common because, like I said, it reduces emissions. Uh, the drivability of the car is better. It also reduces emissions by it. Redu- it helps reduce some of the carbon buildup on the intake valves and stuff like that. 
So, right, right. So um, right, there's there's a lot uh, of benefits to having both. Right. Okay. Does that, for example, you get one of those? Let's say uh, somebody goes out buys one tomorrow. Are they pretty? Because you know, for the most part, normal multi-point fuel injection is pretty reliable as long as you're running decent quality fuel mm-hmm. you're really not going to have any issues um and so uh have you guys come across uh any problems with those uh, dual injection setups nope have not and, and even the direct injection was really reliable too when it was just by itself as far as that goes I haven't had, and really the, i i because I, um, I i had i had read and i thought you had mentioned a couple weekends ago that the carbon buildup is a lot more prevalent it, oh it the, is but the direct it is, but I'm talking about the injectors, the system itself failing as gotcha. far as that goes. It is really reliable. Oh, yes. No, they we were. and But part of that carbon buildup problem, I have to be honest with you, is also comes down to maintenance. And I'll tell you why. And quality of oil. Because what we right. found is um, people that didn't change um, their oil regularly, uh, you know, as recommended, around 5,000 miles and didn't use high quality oil because of the PV, PCV system blow by ended up with right. a lot more carbon buildup than people that maintain their vehicles properly. Um, so okay. so there's, a, there's a lot that goes into that carbon buildup. Uh, and, yeah, are, and, are, the, uh, are the PCV setups on the direct-injected or dual-injection setup of vehicles, or is it more complicated to, to, uh, to maintain versus uh, no. the old? Um, okay. No, no it's still, still right. pretty. I mean, manufacturers have come up with a, a, a different kind of, I mean, BMW and Mercedes use, Use a, a ventilation system that's quite expensive with a lot of parts. You got to remove the intake to replace them, et cetera, and they tend oh. to fail. But but for the most part, the rest of a um, they do have some systems that are heated PCV, which they run coolant through the uh, 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 PCV valve around it and stuff right. like that. They've come up with all kinds of things. Some are electrically heated, but all in all, uh, the way the system works is pretty much stayed the same for years. Okay. Well, last question, because you mentioned the Ford Courier. Mm-hmm. Did you have it for a, a decent amount of time? I had it for a long time. I actually... Just so, wondering uh, how many miles you racked up on it. You know what? I don't know. It's been on... I, I had... So I got this truck when I was a kid. It might have only had a five-digit odometer. Yeah, it did. It did. Okay. And, I, and, I got, and I got this truck when I was a kid in high school. And uh-huh. um, I was... Uh, I, I was, went to a vocational auto school in high school so um i've been in automotive for uh, since before i was actually an adult so a young and and uh i actually cut the front end out of that and put a jeep um front end underneath of it four by four and we turned it in <laughs> turned it into a four by four ford courier and put 35 inch mutters on it and a, and a four inch <laughs> lift and i drove that truck every that was the meanest four-wheel drive truck ever that because uh, of the weight of it and I, yeah. yeah, I also built the motor and put a Schneider cam in it and a, in a, uh, a 450 CFM Holly. And yeah, it, it, it wasn't a moved. typical courier, <laughs> a Ranger yeah, or courier. Uh, see, extremely unique. And that's where everybody does things differently. If I would have had something like that, I would have probably put a rotary motor in it. Yeah, well, everybody's different. <laughs> I grew up in Ohio, so it was easy to do. We didn't have smog in Ohio back then. So unlike California. Gotcha, gotcha. So yeah, I, right. I played with that truck and had a lot of fun with it. It was a, uh, it was a great uh, truck. And, and I, I beat, I actually ended up, it, it was broken by the time I got rid of it. I so much four wheeling that it had a box right. frame on it and the mud had laid in right. the frame and it ended up rusting it out from the inside. Uh, out. Okay. So, right, right. So I well, drove drove it into the ground. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, thank you for sharing, and uh, you guys have a great weekend. Jasper, thanks for your call. You have a wonderful, safe weekend yourself. Okay. Probably had an extra 50, 60 pounds of mud <coughs> built up into well, it. Well, and we just, if it started raining, I, I don't, the kids don't do this, but we'd skip school and go mudding is what we do. Oh, and yeah. A bunch of us with trucks, we'd go. That's one of the benefits of growing up in the Midwest. Yeah, we used to do that on dirt bikes. Yeah. <laughs> One of the benefits of growing up in the Midwest, for sure. Let's grab Mike real quick. Well, morning, good morning, Mike. What's happening? Hey, how you doing, Brian? I'm Pretty do, good. I'm doing well. Doing good, well. Good. Remember hey, those remember days of? Truck. I remember I, that truck in high school days. I bet you do, man. That, it man, was. Man, was it was. Good. You could. You could. You. You could see it coming from any place. It, it was quite the unique vehicle. Oh. Yeah, it was a black. Was black in it was, color? It, it was black. That's right. That's right. And I, yeah, I even man. I even put in buckets in it, bucket seats, and and everything else. Black five speed, two point three liter uh, Ford. Five point harness in it. <laughs> yeah, 
He's pimped it all out. Yeah, I remember that one. Hey, uh, I was curious on a uh, 07 X3 I got in the shop there. The code I'm coming up with is a uh, deterioration of fluid in the transfer case. Oh, yeah. The funny thing is, I can't even put it in gear. Well, I can put it in gear, but you turn it, you know, tight to one side, Uh and it just, you can hear it. Like, it just sounds like a U-joint cracking, you know, how they do. But the exhaust, of course, and then there's a heat shield above that, and I can't pull it all down and then actually look at it. What would you, could you, I mean, eliminate, like, say, the front drive shaft to the differential and just, you know, kind of. Yeah, I would bet the the viscous is coming apart inside that that differential because that's all-wheel drive all the time. Is that an encoder uh, actuator or something that goes bad in those? Is that right? Uh, Yeah, yeah, I believe so, if I remember right. Um, I'm trying to. Yeah. Well, I'm not, yeah. I don't see a ton of those uh, as far as with them bad, but uh, if I remember right, yeah, that's what happens with those, and it's internal. So just trying to change the fluid, obviously, that's not going to. I mean, no, it's what it's picked up is that fluids deteriorated because of because of that viscous in there uh, failing uh, in the actuator. So uh, yeah, that's usually uh, what happens. But I mean, it, and usually what we do it would be sample the fluid on that, um, get, you know, get okay. a sample out, but it's probably going to be smoked. To be honest with you, if it right. is, it's broken inside. So the transfer case basically at this point needs to be replaced. Yep, sure would. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I got a feeling. And doing it on the ground too. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. It's not, and that's not a cheap repair for the owner yeah. of the vehicle. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, lovely. Yeah. All right, Brian. I'll let you go, man. That's all I had. Always good to talk to you, Mike. Stay, Sorry, stay, man. stay warm out there. <laughs> I'm trying, man. It's getting warmer. It's starting to creep up. Yeah, I saw that. That's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. Nothing like San Diego, though, I'm sure. Well, it's been cold here, too. I think it was 40 degrees this morning when I got up. But the good news here oh, is really? it, it goes up 25 degrees uh, uh, rather quickly. So, yeah, it gets a little chilly this time It was 42 when I left work last night. Yeah, it gets, gets a little chilly. So. Well, 24 this morning here. So. Woo, I'm not doing that. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> You're done. I'm done with that, huh? Yeah. yeah. All yeah, right, my friend. Got to bundle up. All right, yeah. Take, take care. care. Good talking to you. Take I'm care. Out. Bye. Uh-huh. Bye. Good stuff. Oh no, Bodie's back. What? What up, Bodie? <laughs> okay, a couple of questions. Is a friend of mine's got a late model Mustang, mm-hmm. and he left the lights. He left the lights on overnight, so the the battery was drained. What? What and year so is? He, what year is the car? Yeah, about four or five years old. Okay, and how <laughs> is it? The original battery. <laughs> yeah. Okay, go on with your question. So, uh, excuse me. How going? Uh, so if, if it's the original battery, I can understand maybe it's just it's it's at the end of its life. So if, if there's uh, so he he trickle he, he put a quick charge on his, his neighbor jumped him uh-huh. and then uh, he went to start it he got home and then it wouldn't start again. So I told him to put it a trickle charge overnight, uh-huh. and so he did that and it didn't start again. So he. So is this is this a time for professional uh, well, help? If, no. Well, if if the battery was if the battery's five years old, and if it wasn't going bad by leaving the lights on, it you killed it. It's done because oh. it, it just it's oh. deteriorated so much over five years. They don't they that five years is about it. That's about what you get out of them. And a catastrophic right. a catastrophic event like leaving the lights on uh, destroy yeah. destroys it. Put a new battery in it. You'll be good to go. Yeah. I'm quite sure. Second, yeah. Second question: uh, uh, 1999 CRV, 200,000 miles. Mm-hmm. So uh, I always I always warm it up in the morning, let it lube up, warm up, and uh, so I was a little impatient the other day, and I I gave it a little extra gas, and it was probably four five thousand RPMs, and the the car started like sputtering. What would cause that? Why it was cold. No, no. Well, yeah, it was semi cold. So, and you were you driving it, or you just revved it up? I revved it up. I was, uh, you know, parked. Could have, could have uh, uh, gone lean and misfired. Uh, the, so the motor started running rough. You said. Yeah, you know, you know what I'll do is I'll. I'll when's the last time the number? What's that? Oh, uh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, when's the last time that you've replaced the ignition components on it? How many miles? I have no idea. Uh, yeah, I, I bought it secondhand. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Well, so when it's cold like that, 
and if fuel doesn't atomize properly and if the plugs are worn on it, you could end up with a, a, temp, a temporary misfire as far as that goes. It also could be uh, bad wires, right? It could, for sure. Yep, yep, for sure. Okay. And then the third question is, uh, can I mention the product's name on the line? Sure. Okay, I'll tell I you if I like Marvel. it or not. <laughs> Marvel Mystery Oil. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't work very well. And no. That, with, actually, so old cars, yes. Um, new cars, that stuff is so thick that viscosity-wise, it's not conducive to uh, the small oiling ports that we have on vehicles these days. I know a lot of people uh, used to live by it and put it in cars. Um, you right. do that on newer engines today, and you'll end up with timing chain guides worn out and everything else because it changes the viscosity of the oil, and it thickens it up. And it just not – yeah, that's not something you want to do. It will reduce the lubrication uh, capacity of any newer vehicle. What about older vehicle? Uh, older vehicles, yes, but that's not an older older vehicle. When I say older, I'm talking 70s, early 80s. Sure, do your thing with that. But other than that, I would stay away from it. Anything around 2000, just just junk it. I wouldn't do. Junk it. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, I not wouldn't. in the oil or not in the in the uh, uh, top end. That's correct. That's okay. Cool. Okay, sir. Always you a pleasure. Are you- you are the, the Smithsonian Institute of Automotive Knowledge. I try to be. <laughs> I try no, to you, be. No, you're not trying. You're not trying. You're doing. <laughs> you got it. Take care, Bodie. Got it. We got to run. He's yelling at me. Uh, San Diego and everybody else out there, keep the rubber side down and the shitty side up. Till next Saturday, we will be back live. You've been listening to Auto Talk Radio on the Answer San Diego, eleven seventy and ninety six point one FM. Thanks for all your calls. Appreciate y'all. Have a great weekend. See you next week. For answers to all your automotive questions, tune in every week at this same time for Auto Talk with Brian Bowersock. To learn more about Brian, become a guest or sponsor of the show, or if you have additional questions, visit thewestautomotivegroup.com. That's thewestautomotivegroup.com. And click on Auto Talk Radio. Join us again next week for more Auto Talk. This program is sponsored by West Automotive Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.